Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Chopping It Up with the Chicas, featuring Dr. P and myself, Selene. And Chopping It Up with the Chicas is a series on the Gritty Genius podcast where Dr. P and I will talk about how we face life's challenges, how we show up in the world as Latina women, how we make jefa moves, and how we nurture our inner gritty genius and everything in between. So you may have heard our first unofficial episode where Dr. P asked me a little bit about my background and she mentioned that we will be co-hosting this series. Uh, We decided on the name Chopping It Up with the Chicas. I think Chicas was intuitive whenever I email Dr. P or I call her on the phone or text her. It's always, hey, Chica. Um, Same with her. And I think the name just leaves lots of space for us to talk about anything and everything, um, which we can we can get into it. So that felt right for us. And today I'll be hosting this episode with Dr. P and we'll talk about the roots of our grittiness and really how how we became to be gritty. So Gloria, when you think about um, your upbringing and how you grew up, what do you think fostered your grittiness? I learned grittiness from my mom being a single parent. You know, I think her, my mom is one of the most persistent people I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, still to this day, and I can yeah. see where I'm getting uh, But she, you know, she had to raise three girls on her own. Uh, yeah. I think culturally, this is, you know, I was thinking when you asked me this question, are you, you, we also wanted to tie in what it's like being Latina and showing up in that way with our grittiness. My mom was a teenage mother, had three baby daddies. So already from our culture standpoint, it's like you are screwed. Right? Yeah, yeah. She's a family, <laughs> you're on your own. Like, uh-huh. right? So I think that um, she was just persistent and we hustled. So I think that was a, a part of the origins for me of really my mom modeling that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that your mom role modeled it or it was something you fostered on your own based on your own circumstances? Oh, gosh, I think she modeled the work ethic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I think about making moves to go to college that wasn't something she was instilling. That was, you know, I see my grittiness a lot of like navigating higher education as a first gen, like on my own, like not knowing yeah. that I needed to get to that end point. Like I didn't yeah. care how I got to the end. I needed to get to the end. I needed to graduate. I needed to get that mm-hmm. degree. And that wasn't something I think she understood. Yeah. Uh, this is where like, I think it's generational for me because I grew up, you know, very uh, much a part of American culture, Mexican-American so, but I understood yeah. education was like leveling out the playing field. So then yeah. I think about like education, higher education, it wasn't modeled like, you know, no one in my family really went, you know, had some ideas of what that was like. Yeah. So that's where I think I took it on in my own, like developed this trait where it's like, okay, how do I play on this field? Right. Yeah. What do I have that's going to serve me because I didn't have the SAT enrichment courses. I didn't have AP classes. I didn't have mentors telling me like, go to college, do this. And I didn't have a mom that was, you know, she was trying to make it survive. So kind of both then and like. What was your mom's reaction when you wanted to go to college or throughout your college experience? And um, eventually you moved away, right? You weren't in Michigan for all of your college career. So what was that like with your, your family and your mom? 100% support, but it was always like, but I don't know, Miha. Like, yeah. okay, you need me to sign this? I'll sign it. I trust you know, but I also don't know. So, like, I'm proud of you. Go as yeah. far as you need to go, but I don't know, right? But it was always yeah. that, like, 
take a risk, go for it, because you can always come home. And yeah. that was always like, even when I went into grad school and my first semester in my doctoral program, I called her, I was like, I think I'm going to fail. This is so hard. I don't know if I can do it. And she's like, come home, Mia, just come home. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. Like, that yeah. was inspiration. Like, just be with your family. You can get a job mm-hmm. here. You have a bachelor's. You can do a lot with that. You already went way beyond what we anybody expected you to in this little hometown of Adrian, Michigan. But I yeah. was like, I can't go back. Like, I'm on this path, right? So that yeah. was where I had to say, like, thank you for always wanting to, like, me to come home and embrace me, but, you know, and keep me safe or not yeah. fail. I have to go. You know, I got I to, gotta, yeah. So that's where I had to really have my inner grittiness and see that picture of myself walking across the stage to make it, you know? Yeah. What about you? Because I know that's a similar story. I mean, you, you, you know, we talked about in that last episode, moving away from your family and what that's like to be on your own path. Uh, yeah, I think my parents, my mom specifically did not want me to leave and not that she didn't want me to go to college. I think my parents didn't know, right? They were both immigrants. They didn't, they understood college as an institution, but they didn't know the ins and out or what going to college really meant. So I had to navigate that process alone too. But I had my brother who was a year older than me and he had gone through some of that. So it was easier for me to to go along that path. What was different is that I moved away and my brother stayed in town. So my mom was very much, why aren't you doing what your brother's doing? Just stay in Bakersfield and just go to CSUB and why are you gonna leave and you're gonna be by yourself and who's gonna take care of you? So that was a really hard couple of months because yeah. I had to convince yeah. my mom basically. And yeah. I told yeah. her, you know, I'm, I'm leaving and that's it. I can't, I can't stay here. And I was, I think really painful for her because she mm-hmm. probably felt like I was abandoning her versus my dad was very supportive. And he's like, if that's what you want to do, then that's okay. And now, I mean, in the end, they were both a hundred percent supportive and my mom, um, you know, I'd come home and she was happy to see me. And it was always, you have a home here, but we get it. But that that first part was challenging for sure. Um, And I think some of that is always going to stay, you know, I'm in Boston now and she's still like, I can't always be honest with her and tell her, hey, this is really tough. And living in this whole new place is tough because her response is going to be just come home or just (laughs) just be closer. Yeah. So that part's tough because it's like the responses, right, from our moms. Like when yeah. it's like, I just need that extra push to get me through this difficult mm-hmm. time. They're just like, just come home. Like, but I think that's culture, right? The family values. Like, like when you go away, there's still that strong sense of responsibility or connection. And yeah, you know, moms are easily ready to take that moment to hook us back in and try to reel us back yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's forever gonna stay with with Latina moms, probably. So did you feel like your mom modeled that grittiness? I mean, you know, you, you're mm-hmm. as a female, as a woman Latina in this world, do you feel like a lot of that was modeled through your mom? Like she was showing you what it was like to be gritty? Yeah, I think so. And I don't think that was right. She didn't think of it like that. It, she mm-hmm. came very much from a survival standpoint. And my mom it was on the younger side of, you know, she had like 10, 11 siblings and she was younger, so she was very protected as a female, and it was a very traditional, you're not supposed to have a boyfriend or do anything, and then she got pregnant at, like, 19, and that was, like, she was shunned from her family, basically, when she had moved or immigrated here 
at 15. So one, it's this whole new country where you don't know the language. And then when she she literally was shunned, right? She didn't talk to her family for that entire time. She was pregnant. She ran away and with my dad. And then no one in her family talked to her until my brother was born. So I think about that and how much she suffered and, you know, everything she gave up growing up. I mean, there was times where we were really poor and, you know, she's like, there are times where I was hungry and I didn't eat because it was more important for you guys to eat. And so that I carry that with me. And it's just like, I can't not be successful because both my parents gave up way too much for me to, to not do the best that I can in every aspect of my life. I feel that. We never really talked in depth, I think, about our mothers. Uh-huh. But I have just so many parallels where I I see our moms like really, you know, in some ways going went against the culture, demonstrating this ability to survive and the adversity, right, which is the grittiness of being able to to face the adversity and get through it because there's a bigger goal or something. And I think that is family, right? Survival and family. Yeah. We're carrying that forward as we kind of go beyond just survival. Like we're blessed to be raised or we're not just surviving. I mean, we have both, you know, when we were younger, but yeah. at this stage in our life, it was not the stage where our parents at our age were not living this way, way different yeah. and somewhat like kind of privileges, but I see your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. And I think it's tough because she doesn't see herself, right? We can talk about yeah. grittiness and talk mm-hmm. about what it's like to really face life's adversities and I don't think she gives herself enough credit and that part is tough for me too because I want to be this a strong woman and be independent and handle things strong woman I know yes yes yeah yeah. but it's tough to acknowledge that when I feel like my mom has and and there's you know a lot of comparisons that I I struggle with and struggle letting go, but it's like, I, she's just this amazing person. And I wish she would see that and recognize that. And it's hard. And maybe you see this in your mom too, like what it's like for Latina women to say like, no, I'm, I'm a badass and I've done all this and I'm here and I'm thriving. And like, I don't feel like my mom understands how much she's, she understands how much she's been through, but how like badass that is of her to be in the place she is now. No, I, I 100% agree. I don't think my mom, you know, when I try to reflect to her, she re- recognizes how much she's influenced me, but it's this sense mm-hmm. of like, it's what I was supposed to do. It's what a mother does. Mm-hmm. You know, how could I not, right? Like, just this yeah. fixed idea, like, it's what you're supposed to do when a lot of mothers don't do that, right? I mean, yeah. I think that's where they're so, like, driven to survive and take care of us the best that they can that they're not. They don't have time for comparisons or have time to, like, think about those things, right? Yeah. Like, mom wouldn't say, like, she was being gritty. She's just like, it's what you it's what you do. It's who you are. When yeah. I realize, like, there's a choice in those, right? Every choice is, like, and this mm-hmm. is why I got into psychology, too, because I'm just like, not everybody will choose that. Everybody will choose to move away. Not everyone yeah. will choose to have a baby at such a young age. Yeah, I mean, it, all those are choices, but they see him as like just it's given, right? It's yeah, just, because that's like the value. Yeah. It's the, I guess it's the expectation, and it's probably you know generations of this is mm-hmm. what we've always done, and mm-hmm. our our moms probably feel lucky to be where they were compared to where their mothers or our grandmothers were, and it's just built in to the DNA almost. Um, so how do you think, kind of reflecting on all that, do you feel 
you see some of those same things. Um, you know, you're a mom to Ari, and um, that's a whole. I won't even say new adventure because he's a little bit older now, right? But do you see any of those parallels, or what part of that and and your mom raising you do you carry with Ari? Oh gosh, that's a that's a big one. Absolutely, um, outright. I think you know my mom always expressed just being blessed and gratitude for everything we did mm-hmm. have, and so I realized because I'm at a different place financially, career-wise, and how how blessed and privileged I am, I think that right there, just Ari, just him recognizing, because um, it'll be a different story. I carry my mom's story within me, and I'm yeah. so directly close to it, but he's, he's raised, you know, he's being raised by two parents in a household, mm-hmm. which is not something I was used to, right? So yeah. as a mother, I see, like, I'm, I'm so used to just doing everything on my own and I can do everything on my own because as my mom showed me, but it's like I'm challenged to develop it and parent as a partner because my mom had to do it. She was both mom and dad. And now like, yeah. I have to develop the ability to just be mom or just be, you know, co-parent, be the partner and the wife and my own sons. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely see that. And it, when it comes to grittiness, I think that's where, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, growing up, my mom just like, all right, if you're going to jump off the couch, jump off the couch. Cause I got yeah. like, yeah. right. I'm not there like hounding you 100%. Whereas I'm always present with Ari, but I think as a, you know, kid, I was gritty and persistent and I just feel like it's starting. He's the same way. So I yeah. see just, I have to step back and say like, okay, this is part of, even part of who he is. He's this little persistent little guy. Yeah. So, Imprinted in, in the yeah. DNA. <laughs> But for you, uh, like, where do you see it now emerging in your own path? Like as you look forward and realize you're creating this new path for yourself that your family supports, but they don't know. And and, and you know to some more than them, but you're also like there's still an unknown for you, right? It's unfolding. Um, I think it's it, it gets really hard sometimes because I want to be open and honest with my family and sometimes it feels like I can't because it's very much you chose to go down this path and not that they can't support me but they don't understand what this path really looks like so it's hard to say I'm having a really hard time this week or I really miss this this and that and it's just hard with and them understand okay it's just hard and you'll get through it which is what I'm looking to hear versus come back home Um, but the other aspect is okay, these, there are these unknowns and sometimes it's really hard and really challenging for me. But at the end of the day, it, it's what I want to do. And even if I have to question myself and even if I have to sort of reassure myself along the way, if this is what I want to do, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it the best way that I can. And maybe that's not, you know, you fail and you learn and you learn what the best way is as you evolve and change. But I always hold that in mind, like, my mom didn't know what she was doing. My dad didn't know what they were doing when they were raising us or when they were starting their their lives with three kids at mm-hmm. that time. Um, and they figured it out and we're fine. And mm-hmm. so I can figure this out. Like this seems, you know, yeah. my path seems so much more privileged than their, their path. Um, and it's like, all right, like if they can do it, I can do it. And I'm just going to figure it out. And I've had to learn to just be easier on myself because it feels like if it's not perfect or doesn't feel exactly right, then it feels like I'm failing, but I'm getting to a point where it's like, it's not, that's just life. Like life is not, I'm not going to be happy 
100% of the time. It's going to be hard sometimes, but you just pick yeah. yourself up and kind of move forward and find joy in, in different, you know, mm-hmm. the small things um, yeah. on a daily basis. And that's enough. So, yeah, it's interesting journeys. <laughs> it is. But I feel like that last part, what you just said, was the perfect example of illustrating the grittiness, right? That one, we're forging a brand new path, you know, as it unfolds, doesn't mean it's going to be perfect and doesn't mean we're not going to have failures, but that there's a choice to keep going forward versus quitting and going home or quitting and going to what's comfortable. You know, we talked about it in the last episode about, you know, being able to be willing to be out our, go to our comfort zones. But I think that's it. Like there's this intrinsic part of you that's developed over time to say, I have to keep going through it. I can't avoid it and just go home where it's safe and comfortable. This is what why we need to keep telling our stories because I don't know if you watched the Netflix documentary about the college admission scandal about how have all not. these like celebrities and all these rich people, not uber rich where they could donate like 50 million to Harvard, but pretty dang rich had so much privilege and was paying for their kids to like get into USC and uh-huh. it's, it's fascinating in Netflix. But I realized like, oh my gosh, like my reality is so far from that. Man, how did I get to this point in my life? Like how, yeah. how I was at Nova Southeastern. It was fascinating because it's South Florida. So it's very international so many people were so affluent. They're like, yeah, I have a con- we have a condo down in Miami Beach. We have a condo in New York. I'm from this country. And hey, on, on winter break, we're going to go to Argentina and go skiing. Do you want to come? I'm like, what? Like, I'm going back to Michigan. My mom was yeah. in a trailer. That's where I'm going for winter break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it, was, it, it just blew my mind because I'm just like, how am I sitting in this room with these people? Or when I was at the NIH with the most, like, fascinating scientists and brain neuroscience it's I'm like how did I get here how am I sitting at the table and I think that's why the grit piece fascinated me because we're telling our stories but we find ourselves in rooms with people who have like had way more privileges and this is not to judge them or down them it's just a reflection of why this is so important to keep talking about right that we're because we are sitting at the table and in rooms with people that had all these privileges and where our path, we didn't have that affluence or those resources or that, that I always call it, I don't have a safety net, right? We didn't have yeah. this cushion, like yeah. the savings in this bank account or this trust fund, yeah, right? To, to fall back on. There was no fallback. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating documentary that made me think all, all about like our journeys and just like how hard we have to work just to get into that playing field and that door. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, even for me, that still shows up that at work where I can be the only Latina in the room, I could be the only woman in the room, I could be, and it's like, I, I mean, I feel comfortable in my role, but sometimes you're you're there and it's like, what is happening? Because you know that all these people have all these different experiences. And I think oftentimes I have to tell myself like, no, I deserve to be here. It feels like, oh, I didn't, I'm not as confident as these, as these people are. I'm not taking up as much space in this meeting because I know less. And it's like that. I don't know less. People are just used to talking more and being comfortable doing that where we maybe haven't been taught that because we don't see other people that look like us yeah. in this space. It goes back to what you said about like our moms and like them not really owning 
Mm-hmm. All they are and the strength and the intelligence and the grittiness and the hustle and this. Yeah. By virtue of that, like we are still getting comfortable saying, mm-hmm. okay, I didn't have that privilege or that path or have that experience, but I still bring a whole lot to the table and I'm going to own that. I think that's why I love the grit and it's not just a fancy little name. It's really this, I feel like it's like a sixth sense, you know, or this extra. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's funny that you say sixth sense because I feel like when you meet someone, right? Like we both identify as gritty people. And then you meet someone who's also gritty and you can kind of just see it. Like you don't have to know so much about them. You don't have to have the super long conversation and you kind of just like, oh, you're one of my people, right? Like you, there's something in you and you kind of just can, I don't know, you (laughs) feel it. Yeah. Yeah. There is that vibe, you know, that sense. Um, and you know, I think the nature as the relationship grows, our conversations are about what we want to happen, how we grow, like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, they're expanding and they're, they're conversations about moving forward, evolving, growing, digging deeper. And the connection is different. Yeah. And I know we'll probably spend another episode, but that like intuitive sense, right. Where I think by virtue of experience and what it takes to develop grit, you also develop a keen sense of intu- intuition. And I think that's been part of yeah. the grittiness, right? Because grittiness is not just it's by itself, it's just like all the other things you develop around it, right? When I think about it, our character strengths, everybody, nobody knows everything, right? Nobody, it's all unknown. But I think our wild card, what gets us through the unknown is is that grittiness, that willingness to to keep moving forward. So even if the unknown is scary, shitty, it's like, well, I'm still going to keep going forward, right? Like I'm still, yeah. there's something beyond this that I'm working towards. Yeah. And I think that part, at least for me, is what I'm super grateful for. Like, I love that I've had all these challenges because that's exactly why I am the way that I am and why I can move across the country and survive and thrive in different because I've gone through the challenges, because I've fallen and picked myself back up, and I would not change that for yeah. the world. I, it's just part of me, and I, I love it. Yeah. And I, and I, I love that because I, I feel like I'm now starting to come into that, and it's a different level of that. Um, and so I think even just you know us being at different stages, we can kind of see and, and support each other in those journeys. And you remind me that I, you know, to keep doing that and like keep taking risks. And I don't think it ever, I don't think we'll ever stop evolving and changing, but nope. keep sharing this. And, you know, I think these conversations, I know we can jam on forever, but yeah, man, like, you know, for everybody to realize it. And, and maybe this isn't for everybody, right? Like there is some people that just aren't going to get it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's all right. Nice. Yeah. For all those other chicas out there, yeah, that, that are feeling it in some ways, or struggling to to own it, or see if this is going to lead to anything. Like, yeah, you know, this is why we started this to keep telling them, keep speaking to yeah. them, hold on, keep going through. There's something more. Yeah, um, you're not alone, right? Yeah, yeah, especially from the perspective of I think Latina women, where we often it's sometimes you know you have to look really hard to find that example or find that someone telling you it's going to be fine and you need to keep going and you need to show up in those spaces where you may not feel comfortable um because the work isn't done and we will continue to talk about all the grittiness and how we became gritty and 
um, have lots more episodes to come yeah. on intuition and how all the different pieces, I think, of becoming gritty. But thank you so much. I'm excited. This is um, our first real official episode and there's going to be lots more to come. And I'm super excited to just get this rolling. And I think we're going to we're going to have a good time. So I hope you all continue to join us. Chopping yeah. it up with the chicas. We are here. We're creating a space. Um, I'm going to be honest. And I was like, ooh, our first episode. I'm so excited. And I'm like, should I put some hoop earrings on? Like...